Oh boy. Mine's an eight. Oh, uh, oh zero. <laughs> Eleven. Did you literally just say zero? Yes. I, actually, after that, it'll be Squid LaCroix. You know, mm-hmm. it just constantly has this essence of squid in it. So a squid is actually a mollusk. Lose so you would 30 need XP for countermanding the DM. <laughs> you, you guys need a uh, a uh, trident of mollusk command. You have some crazy, crazy priorities, dude. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Chapter 140, Caressing the Squid. Okay. So we are back with the tabaxi. Um, and uh, why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves one more time. And then we'll go into what you guys all did last time. So, Drew, why don't you uh, start us off? Who are you playing again now that we're back with the cats? Uh, hi, everybody. I am Drew. I am the dork playing Black Crispin, a elderly, well, not elderly, an older tabaxi. He has black fur with uh, interspersed with sprinklings of now gray hair. Kind of looks like a night sky. Um, he is a paladin who has taken the oath of the ancients, and he is using his abilities to try to keep his young cat, or cat charges alive as we explore the world for library books and currently questing for a magical book that we can copy into yes trying to get all the ingredients so you can make a magical copy go back to the watcher yeah exactly um he is uh he has two torn ears uh the left one is split almost into a v and the other one is split into or flops forward ever so slightly from an l shape that's been long since healed he has rusty looking armor that looks like he doesn't really care for it and a long glaive that has the handle intricately carved with symbols that record the story of his life and at current present it's about two-thirds full neat so he either needs to uh take his vitamins or start carving faster one of the two right well he car every time he has a chance to carve. like last time he well the most recently he sat down and uh carved in the uh, uh a tunnel that etched in wrapped around into a ghostly figure. Yeah. Which was the last time he was with the young cats. Okay, and Melanie, why don't you let us know who you've got today? I'm playing Jade Claw, Tabaxi Ranger, with black fur and bright green eyes. And what does she primarily use as a weapon? A bow. Ooh, a bow. And she is deadly with it, isn't she? People yeah. have only seen her miss maybe a couple of times in her entire life. So definitely uh, skilled there. And Bryce, who do you have today? I'm playing Gray Fog, a tabaxi rogue who wants to do more sneaking and got a good amount of sneaking in last time, but not enough sneaking and shooting at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we'll see what we can do about that. Um, and what is what is uh, what is his coat color? Gray. Gray. Yes, he's a Russian blue. I was about to say, is he like a Russian blue? Or? Yeah, yeah, that that gorgeous deep gray color that mm-hmm. just blends into the shadows. Yeah. And uh, what color is his eyes, anyways? Um, I'm gonna say green, mm-hmm. so that when he's hiding in the shadows, it looks just like it normally does when light reflects out. That's a good question. Do you suppose that tabaxi rogues have trouble with their eyes because they, you know, when someone hits them with a, a lantern, they just glow in the dark? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, they have feline agility and cat's grace, and yeah. I would think that would be one of the things. Yeah. That's a good question about the eyes, though. Yeah. Okay, and Owen, who are you playing today? I am playing Red Sunrise, the tabaxi mystic. Uh, I'm the head librarian of the tabaxi library. Um Red has a gorgeous red coat, is a red tabby, an orange tabby, and his eyes are uh, amber. Very good. Just to add an extra creepy factor. And he's he's got some interesting quirks, doesn't he? Yes. I never wear footwear, and I uh, always take advice from my imaginary friend, or you guys think is imaginary friend. <laughs> I forget what's his name. Red. No, no, no. Your imaginary friend. Did you name him? I believe we have coined him. Was he Snuffleupagus? I, I was wondering. Snuffleupagus. Yeah, we called. I thought that's what it was yeah. from Sesame Street, but Snuffy, it wasn't positive. Yeah. Snuffy. Yeah. Very good. That's awesome. Yep. Okay, so. The last time we got the whole group together here, you guys had been working on your problem. You had uh, found the spell book that you had been looking for, but that didn't go real well, did it? Well, it went kind of well if you didn't do silly things. Well, we didn't do any silly things. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, try touch the book, try attack the book, all these other things. Yes. Well, anyways... um. So yeah, the uh, watcher is not going to let you get the book, and pretty much just killed you instantly if you try to touch it, and instead offered to make you a copy of it. And so you had figured out a way to sour the ink in your. Well, let's step back up a step. You had gone to the Tabaxi Library, of course, since that's home base for all of you, and it. Uh, didn't go too terribly well. You did find a little bit of uh, of uh, evidence. You know, you found that uh, you know you needed a quill from a devilish creature. You needed the uh, poison from a wyvern's tail. You needed the uh, ink from a giant squid, and then you needed to um, get uh, magnetite to poison the ink, essentially, to make it so that it wouldn't be magical. Um, and so you would gone through the tabaxi library, had dug in there and it, that didn't go too, too well. You guys found out that the wyverns, uh, you did have plenty of info on those and those are available in, you know, above the mountains above Kaleskwe. And, um, but you struck out on the, uh, in the gem of the Royal crown, forgot about that. Uh, you struck out on the gem of the royal crown, and amazingly, I don't know how the tabaxi wouldn't have info on seafood, seeing as they're cats, but you struck out on the squid, 
And uh, then you also were working on the magnetite problem. And so what did you have to do in order to get more information? We first visited the elves to uh-huh. see if they knew where we could find And they had some info for you, but not a lot. And a whole lot of their info was basically, oh, yes, cited the Porta Magnum Library right here. <laughs> yep. So what did you decide to take off and do? We visited our local library, local being across the kingdom. Yes. And so, yeah, you guys took off for Porta Magnum, and three of you, the sneakiest three, we had, uh, we had uh, Red who uh, he's got his mental uh, abilities. And then, of course, Jade Claw, who can basically sneak through a crowded party without anyone noticing she's there. And uh, then Gray Fog, who like drifts in and out like the fog of his name. Uh, you guys snuck into Porta Magnum. And how did that go? It went pretty well. Yeah, you guys did yeah. a great, good job of sneaking. Um, and But you were able to uh, get a few more pieces of this figured out. Uh, you found out that the giant squid should be rising at the full moon here in just this upcoming week and uh that uh the magnetite is what you needed to use and it was pretty easy to get a hold of from the dwarves perhaps and uh then um you guys got another clue on the royal crown obviously no one knows where the royal crown is anymore because a thousand years ago that the uh capital fell but you did get find a uh report that some creature had crawled out of the sea was seen rummaging through the wreckage of uh, poor, of uh, Calium Sedes and then crawled back in and so it's not creepy at all <laughs> actually the description of it was even creepier so um, you obviously have a little more investigation to do now that you know about that back at the Tabaxi library okay so where are we picking up at? Are we back at the Royal Library? Are we in the Tabaxi Library? Uh, no, the uh, the three had returned across the uh, Mare to the Tabaxi Library. And uh, you all had gotten together and the, the four of you had decided to go after the first quarry. To try, you know, we're, since time is of the essence, you're going to try to get that squid ink if you can possibly do that. So you are all back in the Tabaxi Library. So do we need to get into the ocean? One would assume, since the squid's not going to come up to you on land. Okay. We got something that helped with water creatures, didn't we? A, a, a trident or something? We do have a lightning trident. Well, no, we have a li- lightning javelin. Lightning javelin. Yeah, yeah. You I did get the trident of fish command, but unfortunately, Moon Under Mountain is the one who got that. And he was dispatched a couple days ago to see if you couldn't get a hold of the magnetite, seeing as he's in a, a dwarf now. Gotcha. He'd be able to blend in. And, and he took it with him? You guys didn't even think about it at the time, but yeah. Excellent. Well, that's the one time you could actually use it, huh? Yep. Although, the squid is a crustacean, not a fish. So who knows if it'd even work? You need a a, a trident of crustacean command. I had contemplated other ideas to use with that, but that's okay. I think a lightning javelin could be used as a spear of the... Can, Trident um, crustacean command. Wait a minute. It's commanded to die. With the crustacean. Yeah, right. With the octopus and uh, those are all. No, crustacean. they're mollusks. Oh, yeah. sorry, you're right. They're mollusks. So a squid is actually a mollusk. 
lose so you 30 need a, XP for countermanding the DM. <laughs> you you guys need a uh, a uh, trident of mollusk command. Right. I think a can we is is the library vast enough that we can maybe research the kraken if everyone's ever been reported anywhere. Oh, actually, well, give me an investigation check to see what you can find in the stacks real quick. I'll uh, give aid. No, good, because that wasn't a great roll. Um, no. yeah, that's a 16 investigation to aid. Oh, are you helping me as far as I get I'm advantage, you. or um, are you just rolling with me? I don't know. Me? So you, you'll, get, uh, you'll get plus two on your investigation. If I will if also try and help. Well, um, you're the librarian. You should definitely know. If anybody. 18. 18 total? Yeah. Okay. I don't help. <laughs> I don't know if it's a cumulative, it wouldn't matter. If I get another plus two, it'd be 20. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, yes, there are um, numbers of references in the library to the Great Kraken, um, although you don't know how many of them are real and how many are sailors tales that sort of thing but they all sort of seem to end with a lot of dying and screaming so um just to be expected yeah the kraken itself seems to be uh well above your level of ability uh or even maybe an entire ship's uh you know level of ability maybe we're looking at this the wrong way Rather than trying to find the Kraken, maybe we should be trying to find somebody or somewhere that might have Kraken ink. Well, you need giant squid ink, not Kraken ink. They didn't specify oh. Kraken. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully that would have occurred to one of us. And we'll say, instead of looking for a Kraken, how about giant squid yeah. being spotted in around the waters here? Well, you know that they're supposed to rise with the full moon, which is just a couple of days away now. Rise where? Um, off the coast. So as cat people, do we have anybody that does boats? Well, there's a or ships. There's a lone fisherman who lives with his family that you guys trade with to get uh, fish for your meals. So he's used to us. What's oh yeah? He he usually guys show up about once a month and he'll he goes out uh, the night before and drags mm-hmm. in a, a fresh catch for you guys and uh, you know you load up your sacks and bring them back to the treehouse and for the next next several days everybody has fresh fish and then smoked fish and then uh, so on. Is his boat large enough to take four people? Yeah, quite. I mean, it's... it's uh, Is it large enough to take five people with his imaginary friend? Easily. Okay. Because there's an imaginary boat for him. Ah, good. Yes. good. Um, so do we think we could convince this guy to say, hey, we want to get really close to a giant squid in your boat in the middle of the ocean? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. You pay me for all this other stuff. I think we should go talk to him about it. It wouldn't hurt to try and ask. It's definitely outside our normal requests. And he's held our secret this long. Maybe he's a fish and we could use the trident on him. We don't have the trident. Moon over a mountain, for whatever reason, elected to take it with him. Well, he left before these guys got back and told us about the the whole squid thing. And as we pointed out, it's a mollusk. It would have been great if he dropped it off in the library to be cataloged or something, but apparently that skipped his mind. Okay. Um... Well, let's make preparations and we'll head out to the fishermen. Okay, good. So um, obviously it is uh, all of a day's trip away. Um, Since you guys are halfway between uh, the ancient capital and uh, Valles Calliae, there's basically just a bunch of uh, deserted area with the broken down remains of the old high road leading back down to the capital. And he uh, has a little little fishing shack right there on the... uh, 
shore easy just enough. to the northwest of the capital. Even that's easy enough to get to concealed, or do we have to worry about being out in the open? Um, you guys will definitely, as always, being tabaxi, want to be as stealthy as yeah. possible. Um, although, you know, not a whole lot of uh, folks travel in that neck of the woods. As, as you know, it's generally people that are trying to get from Kalesque to Civitas Cataracta without having to go to, you know, cross the Mare. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's there's still every once in a while someone hears too many tales about the lost gold of the old capital and goes down there to pick through the ruins one more time. And uh, from time to time, actually, somebody does uh, seem to come back with something, although whether they really found it there or not is a matter of some debate. Should we travel in darkness or just travel? Well, you're pretty just sneaky. traveling is good. Yeah, you're pretty sneaky. So, right, well. and um, grab some rations. Jade, can you cast um, packs pass without a trace? I could, and that would probably be pretty good then. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go. Okay, so you pack up some uh, rations. So a couple of uh, cans of tender vittles and uh, a couple of bags of catnip, and uh, an old cardboard box to sleep in. And uh, then you take off down there. And uh, so everyone give me a stealth roll. And what kind of a benefit do they get from Pass Without a Trace there, Jade? Pretty sure it's an advantage, right? It's plus 10. Plus 10. Oh, plus 10. Okay, see, I marked that down that you cast that. Do you remember what level it has uh, trade is? Second. Is? Second? Okay. Ooh. <laughs> well, we're off to a bang here. Okay, so um, I got a... Uh, 24, because I rolled a nat 1. <laughs> and You're on 26. And, and how, about, how about you, Black? Here's what's hysterical. I have to roll with disadvantage because of my armor, and I still rolled better than that. Not much better, but I rolled better. Um, a total of 22 with her benefit. Okay, so... That, that was worse. I got a 24. 20... Oh, like six, maybe my math's off. Oh no, but you're, you're naturally stealthy. I have a six. Yeah, plus yeah. 10, he's 16, very stealthy. Yes, yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, my math was thirteen. Yeah. Well, you have reliable talent. Oh, you're not the rogue. Yeah, yeah, you have reliable talent, though, don't you? What's that? No, you missed on that. Anyway, twenty-two. Okay. Anyway, so um, I rolled a natural twenty on my second roll. That would have been like a thirty-something. That'd have been great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Gray, uh, basically, what happens is uh, you guys are going along and you start. Uh, down you know to the point where you're forced to go down to where the high road is and there actually are a couple of travelers there and you end up um, losing your footing and sliding down a hill but what happens is the pass without the trace kind of covers that up and so when the the uh, travelers look up the hill to see what it is and it is a couple of halflings apparently headed to, towards Kalesque they just see the log that you end up kicking and bouncing down the hill and they just kind of figure it's it's a, uh, you know, some, a log, you know, fell off a tree or something like that. A branch fell off and, and, uh, you, you guys all freeze and you guys, you know, hold still for a while. And eventually the halflings, you know, re- think it's just something natural and they just take off walking again and you wait till they're out of sight before you can take off again. But you make it all the way down there and in the, uh, twilight of the evening um, you can see the uh, lights of the fishing cabin in the distance so what are you going to do sorry go ahead can we see the uh, boat there the boat is pulled up well above the high tide mark 
Um, it's kind of keeled over to one side, um, and the uh, fishing fishermen's nets are actually up and drying on, on some racks on the shore. Okay, so we still have two days till it's supposed to arise, right? Um, and, yeah, basically, in any time now. And really, actually, by now, it's pretty much tomorrow night, because you t- you're taking a whole day to, to walk here. So we want to... Does is it just the fisherman who's okay with us or, us, or is it his entire family? Well, the whole family is used to seeing you. Right. I, I don't know if you want to tell us this, but out of character, is this the same fisherman we've run into with the other group? In fact, it is. Wow. Okay. You really had to ask that? I mean... <laughs> I put one on one together and got four already. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I did understand that it probably was. I just wanted to check. Um... I wanted to make sure he wasn't halfway to the island by now. Gotcha. Let's uh, let's walk down and keep our uh, selves positive, and I don't want to sneak up too badly on him. But you know, we'll cover our tracks. But let's make uh, let's make sure he understands we're coming. Okay. Well, it's, it's uh, evening. They're probably all inside the cabin at this point in time, uh, having dinner, or okay. they're um, very bu- thereabouts. Just kind of keep a, a wary eye around us, and they'll walk up, and I'll just tap on the door. Mm-hmm. And you guys, of course, have your secret uh, shave and haircut tab right. that you have to do. And he comes to the door and, and just kind of opens a little bit. And, and he says, you're all here a little bit early, aren't you? You're usually not here for another week. Um, I, I don't want any fish right now, but we could we could go out tomorrow and get you some. We are early master fishermen, and I apologize for calling on such a late hour. We find ourselves in need of your sailing expertise and the reason we come is not for fish but to find a different sort of ocean creature oh um well i i guess that's good and bad um here come on in come on in is there a lot of you there's four of us oh that's good Uh, come on in Uh, we're we're just finishing up dinner here we can we can sit down and he uh opens the door wider for you to to come on in walk in and yeah. step to the side and let everyone else in and close the door behind us, latching yeah. it. And it, as usual, the kids are just sitting there with the big, wide-open eyes because obviously you're the best cats they've ever seen. You know, mm-hmm. you can imagine any kid would just love to have a, a you know five- or six-foot-tall feline walk through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't Jade, know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the age. Yeah. And Jade, um, you are just their absolute favorite. So as soon as they see you come through the door, just Boom. It's just this big group hug, and they just kind of wrap themselves around your furry legs. Cool. <laughs> it's the bow. Kids dig the bow. Yes. <laughs> okay. And um, they were getting just about done with dinner, so they, they're cleaning up, and um, pretty soon the, the table's clear, and he says, um, come sit down, come sit down. Um, so uh, tell me, what, um, what's been going on? Uh, what, what, uh, what can I do for ye? It's a very long and convoluted story. Uh, To cut to the quick of it, we find ourselves in need of some squid ink and a very specific type of squid that only surfaces during the full moon. And and he's like picking up, you know, the last bits of silverware. And when you say that, he just kind of just drops the the fork. It's like, you need what now? Squid ink from a very large squid. He's like, oh, I got to sit down here. I'm, I'm sorry. There's been a lot going on. Um, uh, well, as you can see, my wife's back. Um, and congratulations for that. Uh, well, uh, 
wasn't wasn't really my doing. Um, we had a, a rather uh, uncanny group come through here. Uh, well, they were actually dressed as as elves, so we thought they're elves. Um, uh, but then uh, when I, halfway across to, I, I took them to the island out there, the one you could barely see, and halfway out there they uh, dropped whatever disguise they had, and we realized it was it was them. Um, and uh, and they actually chased my wife off. Uh, well, it's a long story. They, they, we got her back. Um, anyways, uh, um, hopefully we can get the uh, hopefully we can get the squid uh, right away. Um, I've, I got to leave tomorrow to pick them up from the island. Um, so well, let's talk about it. Isn't the full moon in two days? I'm assuming that was the time is spent getting there. Yeah, remember the it was going to be tomorrow night because you guys spent a whole night, whole yeah. night day getting there. I thought it was three nights. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do so, you, do you have experience in finding these squids? Well, to tell you the truth, um, one time long ago, I was out in the evening, um, had decided I would try to actually capture the squid themselves because I know how you you uh, you felines love the love the squid, and so I was out there casting my net, and one of them surfaced right in front of me. And the body of it itself was as tall as I was. And the tentacles were probably twice as long. Um, I've never gone out again. Uh, it was frightened me so much. Uh, you get the feeling that, you know, if it wrapped those big old arms around my boat, it probably could have crushed it. Were they aggressive? Uh, no, that was, that was a nice thing. It, it just surfaced. Uh, it looked at me, and it's got an eye as big as my fist. And sort of just stared at me for a little while because I had a, I had a, a lantern off the front of my prow to pull the squid in so I could get him with the net, and it just sort of stared at me. And then after a few minutes, it just submerged. I've never seen one again, but I, I do know they're out there. And, and yeah, the I've heard that at the full moon, sometimes the light of the moon will pull them to the surface. Well, that's where we have to go. Can we contract with you to take us there? Um, uh, we won't. I, obviously, we will not delay you from the other people who have conducted business with you. But we need this ink. Oh yeah. Well, the, the cats are definitely crazy people. Not as crazy as those group was, but definitely crazy people. Um, but uh, well, if you make it with my time, yeah, we can do that. And uh, if you want, I can. Uh, I can send. We can try to see if we can grab some fish, and you can take a shipment back with you. Um, I find that agreeable for this unusual request what would be good compensation for you um, well if you could slide a couple of gold across me Palm I'd, I'd call it fair fair enough and I'll reach into my pouch and dig through some coins and pull mm -hmm. out four gold coins oh th thank you um, and uh, he says he turns to his wife and says um, looks like I'll have to be heading out tonight uh Hopefully it won't be too, too long. And uh, he gets up and, and uh, heads out the door. And he says, now how do we want to do this? I mean, we'll have to go out pretty deep if we're going to get something this large. But uh, how do you get to get the ink from it? I have a couple of ideas. It is not my intention to harm this creature. Well, you, you might have to. Um you know, they, they, if they're scared, they, uh, it, you know, eject ink, but that's going to 
go don't. everywhere in the water. I mean, you could pull gallons and gallons of it and, not, and just get a little mist of ink in there. Um, you might actually have to, I mean, you'll have to get it coming straight out of the beastie itself, or uh, you might have to cut the ink sack right out of it after it's dead um, if you uh, capture it. But um, either way, I mean, if you're going to capture it, how are we going to do that? I mean, if we're in the deep water, it can just submerge again. Were any of us smart enough to actually bring something to catch liquid in? Oh, I'm sure you guys would have brought a bottle of some sort because okay. you're coming after squid I was, I was I didn't want to assume. But it's something I didn't care about until right this second. Or we carry around water skins all the time. We can empty yeah. one of those and mm. never use it again. You'll <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> have a certain tang to yeah. it afterwards. Yeah. What's that liquid you put in water? Yeah. Neo. That's a little it's D and D Neo. Yeah. It's a little serve you put in water to flavor yeah. the water. Yeah. yeah. I, actually after that it'll be squid LaCroix, you know, mm. it just constantly has this essence of squid in it. Let it ferment. Yeah. Squid liqueur. Well, when can you take us out? It's like, well, um, the moon could be coming up in just a short time. We'll probably have to wait till it's high overhead, like midnight. So, um, you know, by the time we get uh, the thing, uh, the ship in the water and everything like that, we should be uh, ready to go. Um, so well, I'll, I'll put the lantern back on the front of the boat and see if we can draw the squid up with that. Uh, but, but how are we going to do this? I, we kind of need a plan. I mean, are we going to try to drag it back to the shallows so we can deal with it there or are we going to try to jump in the water when the deep water i mean if what's it going to do if it wraps a tentacle around you and decides to go down when it took off it just like i said submerged but then i saw it just zing like it was propelled by some crazy force my, my plan is to get in the water with it and get get the tentacle up into the boat to release the ink and then mm-hmm. not wrap it around the boat do tentacle does the ink come from tentacles yeah i that's a good question. I'm assuming it does. But come, I come! Really I, it seems like the whenever I've seen the little ones inking when they're scared, it seems like it comes straight out of their body. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. I mean, why would it have a, an ink uh, thing in its in its tentacles? It's got mm-hmm. like ten of those. So it could point it. No burning hands. You know, mollusks are actually quite smart, but I don't think they're that smart. Just burning hands, but not yeah. fire. You can use it to write. Darkness the, hands. Yeah. Okay, Master Fisherman, we shall wait by your ship, I assume. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you help me get in the water? As you will. And uh, obviously, it's it's well above the high tide mark, and the tide is, is gone out. So you guys end up having to, to drag it all the way down into the water, which takes a good deal of time. But pretty quick, you've got it uh, sitting there in the water. You're kind of up to your knees in the water, which, I mean, your cats, you hate water. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he uh, runs back to the house and pulls out a, a lantern and lashes a pole to the front of the boat and fixes it there and, and gets it lit. And uh, you guys push off into the water. And um, then uh, he uh, starts you know, rowing out and then he puts a sail up. And pretty soon um, the lights of the cottage are just you know, off in the distance there. And, and you know how it's kind of, it's very confusing at night with the, with the light glinting off the water. It, it makes it seem like distances are different than they are, but you kind of realize you're, you're a good deal out into the, the water there. You might be even as much as half a mile off the coast at this point. He says, well, this is, this is about a fire I go up when I tried to get me some squid. Um, do we just sit here for a while? And, you know, he brings in the sail and, and lashes it. And with the, with the moon, it, it'll pull the squid up from the depths, 
and then they'll come and try to cluster uh, around the lantern. Um, so we can actually maybe get you a load of squid here uh, while we're at it. Why don't, why don't you hand me the nets there? Um, as he's talking, I'll ask them to hand the nets. I'm going to start taking off my armor. Okay. I know it's going to take me a few minutes. Um, as we're doing that, I would like to uh, I'll speak up and I say um, I as I'm uh, going through my abilities and whatever whatever else I can do, I can also um, daze creatures. Ah. Um, let, let me try my uh, plan first. I think I might be able to get to give us the ink. Okay. Um, but if that's definitely a viable question, especially if I fail and decides to attack me, I would very appreciate mm-hmm. not dying on this. Yeah, if, if it would just uh, incapacitate it. Sounds like an excellent plan. Okay. So, um, you guys get out there, and, and he, uh, after you get him the, the nets, he kind of just um, drags it or throws it out behind him, and he you know, he has a little bit of momentum still with the boat and he just kind of tilts the rudder over and pulls the net into kind of a big circle so that you're actually, you know, kind of, you're inside the circle of the net sitting there with the, is, uh, with the lantern. This on. is a fairly large boat, right? It actually, it's not too huge, but I mean, it fits, it fits the five of you very comfortably. Okay. So someone could be on the side of the boat and it wouldn't cause too much problem. Um, like side of the boat, like what way? Like it's a wooden boat, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I could cling to the side of the boat. Oh yeah, okay. you could jump over and hang on to it, no yeah, problem there. I mean, it, obviously, so. it, it's going to cause it to wobble and all that. Right. So yeah. I'm carefully and without my armor on, I'm going to mm-hmm. extend my claws and use my claws to my climbing action, and I'm going to get on the outside of the boat. Okay. So you're going to jump off the side? No, I'm going to cling to the side. Okay. I'm not jumping off. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Uh, before you go, can I like give you some rope to tie around you so that you don't get? I honestly think that's a great idea. I really do. But if this thing takes me below the water, I don't want to drag the boat with it. Well, now you're squid fishing. There are nets for that. <laughs> so, actually, if this goes horribly wrong, could you please make sure the staff gets back to the library that is attached to my glaive? You have some crazy, crazy priorities, dude. We record our history from our books. I recorded mine on my staff. I would like it to remain in the library. Can't yeah. say no to that. Nope. I'd appreciate it. Okay. And um, you junk in, uh, junk. You <laughs> dunk into the water there. Um, <laughs> they're black. And as always, you're amazed at the temperature of the water. Um, it's not quite bath water, but it's pretty close. Um, it's always amazing how warm it is. And, and of course, obviously, that warm water causes the uh, the uh Foliage should be very tropical down here. I mean, there's palm trees on the shoreline and, and dense mangrove swamps and things like that. But um, so you're sitting there, and uh, and uh, he, as you're going over the side, he says, "Well, I hope, I hope the squid get here real soon, so you don't get, you know, too darn wet in there. Uh, it could be a while. We'll just have to see." Well, if I tried to get into in the water before it got here, it may not come at all. So yeah. we'll see. And um, so you're sitting there in the the uh, water is kind of lapping at the boat, and it's, it rocks back and forth there a bit with the uh, the uh, action of the waves and so forth. It's pretty calm tonight, which isn't too bad. Um, but uh, something touches your leg, Black. I'll make a slight scratching sound on the wood to catch everyone's attention. And I'll look down. And there's a ghostly foot-long body that just kind of goes sailing past you and then you see another one 
and another one. And you realize it's squid attracted to the light. And they're starting to kind of they're smaller than I thought they would be. Circle though. around. Mm-hmm. And he says, No, no, this is the size of the squid, I get you. Uh, this is this is your calamari that we we sell you. So about the size. This? Uh, this is how they usually are, but but the, the one I saw that one time, like I said, the body was as tall as I was. Okay. That's definitely not the one we're looking for then. But it, it's it's a good sign. The squid are rising. Um it, and uh he kinda looks around and, and uh plunges his hand in the water and just you know, he grabs one and is able to pull it out there. And once again, it's about a foot long. The The body itself is probably about half of that, that foot long. And, and he says, and it just kind of squeezes out of his hand. It's like, oh, slippery suckers, but uh, good eating. And, uh, you get, and a good, uh, looks like a good harvest tonight too. We should be able to send you back with some good stuff for your, for your village. And you're sitting there and, and the more and more um, often, they're bumping against you and you guys realize pretty soon that the the ocean around you uh is just teeming with these little one to two foot long squid that are just attracted to the light and they're just kind of circling around and until the like the whole area underneath the boat is just completely filled with these little ones and he says oh this would be a great night for fishing this is uh, exactly what i'd get for you um and then all of a sudden you just notice boom, they're gone. And you just see the fisherman grab both gunnels. He says, oh, I got a bad feeling about this. Oh, God dang it. And you guys are waiting there and waiting there. And then right in front of the boat, you see the sail of a titanic squid come up and it's just lying there in front of you with this big softball size eye looking at you and you just hear the fisherman say that's even bigger than I remember oh my goodness it's huge and he's not he's not wrong I mean if the last one he saw was was about six feet long this one's a good third bigger than that and you got to imagine that the tentacles on this thing you can't quite see them in the water but they've got to be probably 20 feet long um, in um, black, you can see that in the middle of those tentacles, they actually there's a beak, mm-hmm. and it looks like, you know, it's something that would be on a bird, about the size you know, of a twenty foot long parrot or something. I mean, it's, it's just you could, probably can't even fit both your hands around the beak. It's so big. Unnerving. And he says, "There it is." What are we going to do? Do not agitate it. And I'm going to extend my hand out and a sort of utter a soft prayer to Melora, mm-hmm. the goddess of nature that I have sworn my oath of the ancients to. Mm-hmm. And green energy will go through the water to encompass the squid and I will cast animal friendship on it. Very good. Nice. Okay. It's a wisdom saving throw. So... Here's hoping. Okay, its saving throw is an 11. What does that mean? Uh, it means you fail unless your intelligence is higher than a 4. Um, this one doesn't really seem to have an intelligence higher than 4. It's a giant squid. Excellent. Although, that being said, as we know about mollusks, uh, the octopi and family, they, they do have a kind of a different intelligence than we have. All right. 
It just says intelligence yeah. of four. Mm-hmm. Um, you are charmed. Um, if this if within range, it must be able to see and hear you, which it can. The beast has more than the, the, the charmed by. So basically, it's charmed by me. Mm-hmm. And while it's charged up, charmed by me, I will very carefully release myself from the boat mm-hmm. and swim out toward it. And I'm just going to coax one of its tentacles up a little bit mm-hmm. until the tip of it gets over to where they are. Yeah. And tell them to put the bottle underneath of it. Is that how it works? We we pretty much is, you know. Uh, we need agree to be that able, the we need to be able to get it from its skin. Yeah, the ink. And if it's the in ink the water, sack is somewhere in the. Uh, oh, I, in thought, the body. I thought you said it was going from it. I was going to try to get the no. ink out. Period. Yeah, and hopefully no, it's in the bottle. Okay, then it's I'm inside going, of the mantle. Oh, jeez. Okay, then I'm going to try to find the ink sack. <laughs> Everybody has a, oh, the anatomy you. of a squid on their phones at uh, the table. No, my phone is black. Thank you. <laughs> it's it almost black, crispin in a way. Welcome to Encyclopedia Britannica Theater. Okay. Is there any way that I can activate that externally? Um, By like a gentle massage. We, we can basically. We I want to know if I can milk this thing. We can give it a try. So, roll for me an animal handling. Any chance I can get advantage on this because of the spell? Uh, nope. Didn't think so. Uh, you can look. That's a natural twenty. Okay. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Melora. Yeah. yeah. So that would be a twenty-four total. Praise be. Okay. Um, so you. Um, you know, slowly reach back for the uh, bottle and they hand it to you. And um, I'm, I'm going to say with a natural 20 that you kind of reach up to where you've, you know, have researched that a squid ink is. And you just right and get in front of the, right, the duck there. And you just kind of squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And after a couple of squeezes, um, you get, actually get it to... Uh, release just enough ink to fill the bottle and you hand it back there yeah and then i'll like sort of kind of gently caress and not push it away but just kind of mm-hmm. push myself away and carefully climb back into the boat yeah. and um you know you were manipulating that that uh tentacle mm-hmm. and you're kind of glad that you didn't have to fight this beast because you know the the suckers on the a giant squid literally have like little teeth embedded in them. Mm-hmm. So if it had decided to wrap you up, you probably would it would have like Cuisinarted you right there. So so you are, you feel pretty lucky that Melora has yeah. aided you in this thing. Then you slide back into the uh, into the boat and uh, the uh, the squid after a little while just kind of submerges and takes off. And uh, the fisherman says, um, well, shall shall we wait and see if we can bring in a harvest? The squid were here earlier. They're probably back in just a little bit. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. You've had enough enough uh, mollusk for the night. We can wait for another week. It's like, oh, help me get this the uh, the uh, nets back in then. And oh, he starts joking. pulling them in. And uh, everybody, give me for me a uh, acrobatic, a uh, non acrobatics, an athletics check. Oh boy, mine's an eight. Oh, uh, oh zero. Lord. <laughs> Eleven. Did you literally just say zero? Yes. Red's not really known for 12, his athletic progress. Ten, ten, ten. Sorry. I got a nat one and I have a minus one. So you, you guys are um, just pulling on the the nets for a little bit, and you're really more getting in the way. And, and oh, after I'm sorry, you said athletics. Athletics. Thir- yeah. Thirteen. Okay. And yeah, so only really only black is the only one that's helping. And, and he, after a little while, he kind of turns to the rest of you to vaccine. So uh, tell you what, why don't the three of you just. Watch the tiller for me, and black in here, and I will we'll pull the nets in. 
and you end up pulling him in and it makes for an uncomfortable ride back because you're now sitting on wet nets which you know the netting fills the entire mm-hmm. front of the boat there and um he turns it around and puts the sail back up and and uh, between the incoming tide and and a, a little bit of breeze from the sail you just cruise back in there and uh, you help him pull it up on the shore and uh, you take off back for the tabaxi library with your bottle of squid ink in hand how big is squid ink like or the bottle like this big it's it's uh, probably about That's a good question four or five ounces that's a lot actually yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. And that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, uh, that kind of screwed everything up now, didn't it? Uh, I was not planning on uh, Drew dropping a nat 20 on his animal handling roll. I had the stats uh, homebrewed up for a giant squid. I was all ready for the combat. I had the tactics. I had everything I was going to do. And then he did that. And, you know, uh, there are times as Dungeon Master where you got to say, okay, you uh, rolled a nat 20, you automatically succeed with fabulous results, and let me take this whole four pages I just wrote up and tear it up and throw it away. Which is what we did. So, um, yeah, you probably noticed that this one is a real short episode, and that's exactly why. We were supposed to dig into a huge combat, and then probably uh, dig into a huge combat for the next episode and uh, then finally uh, drag out of it. Um, So yeah, the next couple episodes will be kind of a little disjointed and short as well, just because of that reason. Uh, But anyways, uh, back to our fisherman. And I got to admit that when I put this fisherman here and his wife in the whole silky storyline, that I did it just kind of as a sandboxy thing. I just put it on the map. I said, hey, you know, if the... uh, crew runs into them uh, that's cool and if they don't that's cool too and of course they did and of course they've dug into the whole storyline but then it got to thinking uh, what's he doing out there i mean obviously he could just be a subsistence settler you know uh, just doing some fishing and gardening and maybe a little hunting and he and his wife are you know members of a group of people that are just kind of widely dispersed along the coast and they just subsistence farm and and they're happy but then it's like, but he's got a big boat. I mean, obviously it was big enough to carry the whole party. And the idea there was that he could carry them across the water to Inturis, where they currently are. But why does he have such a big boat? It can't just be for the nets. And then I'm like, well, you know, maybe he does need that many nets. Maybe he's selling the fish. But then to whom? And then I'm like, oh, well, the elves. Oh, but wait, the elves are vegetarians. They don't eat fish. And then I'm like, oh, but look who's just south of the elves and even closer to the fishermen. It's the tabaxi, and the cats love fish. So, bingo, there we go. Figured it out. Uh, just uh, how the uh, sausage is made inside the head of the dungeon master. Anyway, uh, the party uh, is successful in getting the ink, and now they have to go and tackle some wyverns, I guess. We'll just have to see what happens in the next episode. So let us know what you think. 
Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.